it was my watch was screaming at me. It's like drink. You need to drink water. You're dying. You're you're dehydrated. <laughs> you must be dead. And I'm like, no, dude. It's cool. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're taking a vacation with Spider-Man, going far from home. Okay. All right, Disney plans out our next eight years of movies for us, Mike. Uh, Sounds like we got eight more years of a podcast. That is job security (laughs) if we were getting paid for this. Uh, We get our first tease at Lobo in the Krypton TV series. Uh, okay, and more, and I'm back, everybody. Oh, Lord. I, uh, he is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly how Chris filled in everybody last week because I was in too much pain to listen to our own podcast. Uh, but I will give uh, special thanks to fill in replacement Adam Nemec. I was told you did a great job while I was getting uh, wisdom teeth pulled from my mouth. So that was a not a very fun week for me, but I had a whole lot of free time. So uh, I watched. Oh, uh, you had I watched a, a lot of movies. <laughs> you had them pulled. So me and Adam were assuming you had your wisdom teeth put back in last week. Oh, okay, yeah. Common misconception. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, usually people go in for designer teeth. You know, they want to get their favorite celebrities' teeth or celebrity alike, celebrity adjacent. You know, oh, maybe yeah. like Robert Downey Jr.'s like um, pool boy. You want his molars put in your mouth just so you can feel a little closer to the to the okay. Robert Downey Jr. Well, it's no, kind of, I got it's kind of like a, mine removed. It's like a grill, <laughs> but for your wisdom teeth, right? So they're way back there and make sure nobody can see them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So huh. now um, I'm I'm slowly uh, moving my way off of soft foods. I'm just glad I can be back on the podcast. A little disappointed I didn't get get a chance to uh talk all about sonic and ghost rider which were pretty big news last week but they will like all news come back around again eventually and i'll be able to talk about them probably in another month or two yeah mike's got opinions uh that that's for <laughs> sure and i don't even have it in here yet we just got done recording uh a, a review episode as well and if for anyone I'm, we'll, we'll talk about here in a second but mike brought back his my favorite segment of his where he laments what is actually designated the <laughs> summer movie time series because yeah we, we i haven't just had one of those I, in a while i need some sort of organizing body i need somebody with authority over hollywood to just really put in goalposts <laughs> of what is summer uh just so we understand because in game i don't think it's a summer movie it's not like I've never considered April summer at any point in my time. So, so I, that's just where I land on that. I also think it was originally May as well. And they moved it up though. I think, I think it and uh, infinity war suffered the same fate. And I used fate in air quotes here because I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Move it up. Like let's move that <laughs> as close as we can. Cause yeah. we want to watch these. Not complaining. I'm not saying it needed to be a summer movie yeah. at all, but um, I was able to get a lot of, uh, pop culture thing done yeah what uh, were you watching? What do you do while i was laid up on the couch uh so i finally got around to pseudo beating sekiro uh that game is way too hard the last bosses are way too difficult i watched youtube videos of how to beat them i was never going to beat them there's a large chunk of the game that's just optional that i was just i was never talented enough to beat so i just went on youtube i just watched all the alternate endings that i would never get anyway you know why that game is so difficult why? Because in that the subtitle is even shadows die twice, and you know you got to kill shadows three times. Like you can't even kill a shadow once, man. How are you doing this? 
Oh, the Chris. title tells you it's difficult. I'm sorry. I'm in one of those it's moods this week. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> puntacular but, here. <laughs> puntacular. But I did do a fun experiment this week, which is something I've been meaning to do for a while here. So I finally got around to rewatching Akira, which is the anime that's very well renowned, uh, very well known for just being just an absolute classic. And then what I wanted to do after I finished watching Akira was I wanted to immediately watch the one Taika Waititi film that I haven't really got around to seeing, which is um, Hunt for the Wilder People, which both of these are on Hulu. So it's a very easy back to back. And if you're if you don't know, the reason I did this is because Taika Waititi is supposed to be making the live action Akira movie. So I was like, let's just see if I can kind of see these two things coalesce. And after watching both of them. Still not too sure how it's going to work. Uh, I guess Taika Waititi has another film called Boy, which I haven't seen, so I don't really know the tone of that film. But basically everything Taika's ever done has a very kind of goofy, kind of lighthearted tone, tone to it. It does have emotional resonance to it. There are points where he can kind of get deep and really connect with uh, maybe the uh, drama of a character, but... I'm just I I'm really kind of stretch here to see how it, how it's going to work. And I and I don't see it, but I'm excited to see that first trailer to see what the hell happens here. But I got in a little bit of an argument with friend of the show Quentin Parker about Akira because Oh lord, I was I was I, in on this group text and I was trying to just <laughs> do lawn work and I looked down and it had to have been 100 plus messages I'd miss on this thing. Oh yeah, I like it has been a long time since I've seen Akira for sure. I I think I watched it when I was just a kid just dipping my toe into anime and everyone said you got to watch Akira. So when I was a kid, I was all for this movie because it's like a gruesome adult anime, there's blood there's body horror there's awesome science fiction f- near future stuff happening here really cool for a kid to see who's just really dipping their toe into this but as i kind of watched it now there's definitely room for improvement on that film like the the main characters of the film in my opinion don't really grow they're not really different people by the end of the film i don't really see uh you know i you don't really emotionally uh connect to the two characters like i for a long time thought the two main characters in the films were brothers but after i went back and watched the film i guess they were just always around each other from when they were kids but they don't really try to connect them that well so there's this weird kind of emotional bond that really never gets described I don't know. I'm sure there's someone yelling at me right now that loves Akira, but uh, I'm just saying it's not a bad thing. It was still a good movie. I still liked it, but I think there's definitely room for improvement. So transitioning Akira to live action, I think there could be some there could be some benefits there. So like I said, uh, send your hate mail to superhero slate at gmail.com if you if you if you really have strong opinions about Akira. But that was an interesting back to back movie marathon that i did while i was laid up on the couch um but yeah all right all right you off your soapbox about akira i'm i'm off, I'm off my soapbox right. Chris. <laughs> that's fine well also what is doing one of the episodes of the mandalorian mm-hmm. uh so we might be which didn't seem to have you know from that leak footage that same cheeky tone that he's known for so maybe he's a little more versatile in, yeah. in some other regards. So I, I'm excited De- to see what he does with that. Maybe we can yeah. gauge You definitely cannot judge a director just on the stuff that he's directed because a talented director should be able to do anything. We've seen lots of people out there with range. So I'm not saying he doesn't have it. We just I just haven't personally seen it yet. So just really looking forward to what that combination creates. Yeah, exactly. And we, we've got some, some time to, to think about it. So yeah, go, go us. Uh... 
I, I got nothing else to add to this, Mike. I got I haven't done anything else as cool this weekend as you have this week. So uh, I think we jump into our news with yeah, our cool. with our Detective Pikachu review. We just literally got done recording right before this. So uh-huh. um, spoiler free. It's at the beginning of the episode. Spoilers later. But uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know our spoiler free thoughts right here. I think it's a good movie. Uh, not worth seeing twice, but worth seeing once and. While it is still a Pokemon movie and, you know, adheres to some of the Pokemon tropes and, like, you know, how their their storylines... They're not really deep storylines. It's still a really fun time and the characters and the, 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 the Pokemon all make it come to life and, and has a really good time with it. So, I think that's my quick recap without giving anything away because it's Detective Pikachu. It's about solving those mysteries, Mike. So, I don't want to give anything away. But what, what, what do you think? Sure, you're yeah. Spoiler free I had thoughts. a I had a great time. I love seeing this interesting world that they brought to life with a uh, live action Pokemon. I guess you could say. Uh, I love Ryan Reynolds' voice acting. He basically does that in the Deadpool movies since he always has a mask on. So he's doing the same thing here, voice acting with Detective Pikachu. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. He was hilarious. Um, they did an interesting job kind of threading the needle of avoiding these weird existential questions about the Pokemon universe, which maybe will be answered later in the future with other Pokemon movie. But I really love this. I would love to see more of Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu if they can figure out a way to do that. Um, so this, yeah, I would recommend this for sure. Go check it out. It's, it's fun. Even if you don't know a lick about Pokemon, I think you can still have an entertaining time with this movie, but of course you'll get more out of it. If you understand Pokemon, uh, there was a point in the movie, not really spoilers, but you get to see like a, a a binder full of Pokemon cards just offhandedly in the movie. And I was like, I thought that was, I thought that was funny. Yeah. My flashback way back to the nineties, the late Mm nineties. And I flashback to my bedroom right now where I have all these Pokemon cards I've been collecting. (laughs) I've got got quite a few. Uh, Also, shout out to uh, Andrew, one of our our super fans of the show. Uh, Sent me his thoughts and stuff, and you made sure I got my free Pokemon cards when I went and saw it, because Mike didn't. (laughs) No, I I didn't. I was there. I got my free Pikachu cards, uh, because as you know from the trailers, he likes coffee, and I think one of his moves is called Coffee Break. So (laughs) I thought that was a fun little tie-in, fun little little promo there. So, yeah, let's start Detective Pikachu reviews. Spoiler-free first, spoilers later. You're going to watch it. It's Like I said, I think it's... We, we said it's probably, you know, bar's not very high, but one of the best video game movies out there, if, if you're yeah. going to watch and it. I, and I put, the, I put the stake in the ground. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, and I think there is literally billions of dollars to mine here of more Pokemon movies in the future. So, just like back in the day when you were seeing... Iron Man and Incredible Hulk for the first time, kind of curious maybe what was going to coalesce from these movies. I think we're kind of at that same point here right now. You know, maybe this movie isn't going to be quite as critically and financially as successful as maybe the first Iron Man movie was, but I I think there's something kind of magical here that could happen. So keep your eyes out. We're going to be getting more of these movies. Gosh, do we like magical things? That is for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, here's our weekly, this is like our only our second one, our second Avengers in-game box office report. And let me tell uh-huh. you, uh, this movie is on its way up and up, Mike. Right now, it's $300 million short of them Avatar dollars. Ooh, we're getting there, man. And uh, Avatar, as we know, is the number one. Uh, James, we, we, when it passed Titanic last week, I think, James Cameron's like, you know, it took one iceberg to sink the Titanic, and it took a whole Avengers to sink my Titanic. And I'm like, nobody likes you. Get out of my <laughs> So, uh, 
I do like the idea that he's going to have to commission a whole nother like social media graphic for when Avengers Endgame takes Avatar. So he's just like, oh, well, I replaced the iceberg with the Avengers logo. Like, what's his plan for when it overtakes Avatar? So I'm really I just love the fact that he's like, man, I got to make another one of these. Yeah, it, exactly. And, I'm, you know, just kind of uh, you know, he, it is now Avatar is now in Disney's wheelhouse. So who's really losing here? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Uh, where I'm, I mean, do you think it can do three hundred million in the next couple of weeks with all the other big movies coming out? We have. I mean, John I, Wick I think and, it can. Okay. And I think this. I think this movie has legs for sure. It's going to be playing all summer. I. I think it's not going to be until literally we see like the first leaf fall off a tree until it starts to kind of abandon theaters altogether. You know, maybe some of the smaller houses that only have so many screens. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be making just bucks all summer. And I, I mean, everybody out there seems very confident that this movie is going to overtake Avatar. So I guess I just got to go with the general consensus out there, you know? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to see kind of what, what it does and how it can it, can it make, cause if this movie can't do it, what movie can Mike, you know? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're at that, that precipice of if what can, can Avatar two even be Avatar one? I don't, I don't think so. I think they, the novelty of Avatar is worn off after 10 years of it being out. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I never count out James Cameron, no matter how you feel about the man personally or, or whatever, even if you think Avatar might just kind of be Pocahontas reimagined with a lot of money. Uh, he still, he made Titanic, he made Terminator, he made the alien sequel, uh, he's he's made a lot of really good things, so we'll see if the if uh James Cammy, he still got it. You know, there is that kind of lingering uh, rumor that he's working on glasses free 3D. I mean, that could be a big game changer right there. I mean, seeing a 3D movie without glasses that might revolutionize things all over again. So I'm still waiting to hear more about that. I feel like I haven't heard a, a drip of news in like a while. So, yeah. but didn't you guys last week talk about how? Uh, Avatar got pushed, or did that happen this week? That was this Am week. I this is brand new. Okay, we'll, we'll gotcha. talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, we're we're in that that zone where like it, it, the chance is there, and, and they just need to take it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, we don't have to worry about it landing on any other other streaming service because it will be on Disney Plus this December, which feels like forever away. Wow. At this point, so talk about a huge selling point for this streaming service, like. Not only do you only have to pay us, what is it, seven bucks a month, I believe? Oh, at least, yeah. For seven bucks a month, you can get, I'm sure Endgame is going to be on there alongside of Infinity War. Uh, You can watch those movies back to back, right on the comfort of your own couch. You can check out The Mandalorian, all of these other animated movies. They're going to have other originals ready to go at the end of the year. I mean, who is not going to, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be almost as synonymous as Netflix. Like right now, anybody I run into, I just assume that they have Netflix. Unlike you, Chris, yeah, who well, have other other means to get look, these shows. It, well, I, <laughs> I have I have HBO, uh, the premium paid service for that. So you know, I got something else. A lot of people don't. Yeah, so there you go. I just assume everybody has Netflix, and I feel like in a couple of years we're all just going to assume everybody has Disney Plus because Disney dominates the box office. And if you want to watch those movies again, just subscribe to the streaming service, and you'll just catch it there. Man, just what a service. Talk yeah. about content. Yeah, what's really you know sad for me uh, is that me and my wife already have a lot of these movies on digital anyway. So mm-hmm. it's just like, well, we're paying for a lot of stuff we have, but a lot of stuff we don't have, um, which I think is also the, maybe how they configure the pricing point on this because you're like, I already have all the Marvel movies on digital. Why would I 
if I'm going to watch those on Disney Plus, why would I want to pay again? I guess. But, mm-hmm. but I don't have the Star Wars on digital. Um, but I don't know. I'm interested to see. But that's December 11th. You can watch Endgame. If you don't want to buy it, it'll probably be on DVD and digital well before then. But if you oh, have to sure. wait, that's about one month after Disney Plus launches. You can get it all in there. Everyone can sit down for their, their annual Christmas gathering and watch all the Avengers movies back to back. However, on the other side, if you've not seen this movie... Uh, you're one of like maybe four people in the world at this point, uh, <laughs> but the spoiler ban has been lifted for this movie. And spoiler ban means like the Russo brothers say it has been lifted, so people can post behind the scenes sets and talk about the movie freely. Does that mean we're going to? Probably not for like another couple weeks. Yeah, but I'll st- probably still be a little cagey, or at least if I'm about to run into it, I'll I'll put a spoiler ban out there because I believe the Russo brothers did clarify after they said the spoiler ban lifted. That doesn't mean you can just run through a shopping mall and just start screaming spoilers. Yeah. You know, if you're having a conversation with someone, understand who you're talking to. Are they the type of person that has seen the movie yet? Because I know my parents like these movies but they're they don't rush out and see them anytime soon they might go see it in a week or two and i was chatting with them on the phone the other day i'm not about to spoil the movie for them because i know they haven't seen it yet yeah exactly and and we're not actively out here trying to do it but i mean there's going to be some things we're talking about here in a minute that deal with the ramifications of endgame uh simply because that's the way the movies work every marvel movie going forward will probably not be set before endgame Uh, you know Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, we don't want prequels, right, Mike? Because we know how those end up. <laughs> we don't like it. So, but it, yo, if you haven't seen it, yeah, I'd rush out as soon as you can because the internet is uh, a cruel, violent mistress that will not uh, <laughs> take your, you know, personal choices into, into and, consideration. And also, I've heard the new TV spots for it are basically spoiling everything that happens in the movie, like all yeah. of the big moments that we talked about in our review that just made us like cry tears of happiness and like freak out and jump out of our chairs and jump up and down. They're just throwing all those up in the TV spots. So God help you if if you haven't seen the film yet. Yeah, exactly. God help you. But that brings us to our next point. Spider-Man Far From Home, as I predicted yet again this week, Mike, has dropped another trailer. Uh, the, the first official trailer, I guess, not a teaser. And this opens up a whole can of worms. Right wow. I, I wasn't expecting such a big bomb to be dropped in this trailer, just kind of almost innocuously, just a little bit kind of partway through the trailer. Uh, big deal, folks. We got a multiverse. It, it, I, yeah, right? This wow. is huge because this isn't just kind of like a one-off thing. Like This is probably how they might structure the entire MCU Moving forward, like Nick Fury literally says, the snapped ripped a hole in our world. And apparently now, I don't know if they have control over this dimensional breach or what exactly is going on here. I've been watching a lot of Flash recently, catching up on that show. And they've had these multiverse dimension time travel stuff going for seasons now. So I feel like I already know a lot of different ways that storytelling could go in that direction. So this is huge. This is huge. A whole a whole other earth. This is basically like comic book uh, lunacy happening on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Or is it? Oh, okay. Because, What's your angle? Because, What's your take, Chris? So, so this is Spider-Man Firefront. We're dealing with Mysterio. Is Mysterio mm. a trustworthy character in the comic books, Mike? Uh, no. Historically, no. <laughs> no, he's not. So, uh, you know, I want I want there to be a multiverse. I want to believe this. I feel like X-Files every time I say that. I'm like, I want to believe, but you're a tricky son of a gun, Mysterio. <laughs> and are you telling the truth or are you just trying to pull something off here? Um 
there is a clip on YouTube, not YouTube, Twitter somewhere, where he actually says that he's from Earth designated 838, which is... I saw, I saw that, but I didn't want to watch it, so I was scrolling through Twitter, and um, I saw, like, the video clip, and after I was watching it for, like, a couple of seconds, I was like, why does this, like, all look like like ripped cam footage the trailer just came out then i realized i was watching like an extended scene i was like oh what is this and i threw my phone away because i thought i was watching a yeah, spoiler. it's not really anything huge it's t- he just tells you he's from earth designated 838 which is where the uh-huh. spider uk is from spider uh-huh. uk is a mixture is like that version's captain britain but in spider-man's uh-huh. body and spider-man is the protector of the multiverse the the captain britain's are so he could be it could be a fun little Easter egg, or it could be the truth. One of the two. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh, your Earth is 616. It's not, though. 616 is the comic book universe. Uh, <laughs> just like turning into the Spider-Verse, that ultimate, that Miles is 1610. It's not. That's the comic book version. So I'm taking all these numbers as more like fan service than actual designations. Yeah, I, think, I think that makes sense. Because you're like, well, you're 1610, but maybe you're not my 1610. You know, the numbers are subjective, but... Uh, <laughs> It really, look, this trailer was really fun. You get a sense, you know, Spider-Man is back in his Iron Spider armor uh, at the beginning of the trailer, which we didn't see in the yeah, other trailer. Which I was, I was, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. It seems like uh, too overpowered. Like if you're playing a Street Fighter and a and a character was made a little too powerful. I don't know when the when the next patch is going to come through and remove his spider arms. But I want him kind of back to a normal Spider-Man suit at this point. Yeah. Something's probably going to happen where he loses it or he decides not to take it with him and ends up just taking his older classic one uh, because that's when we see him in there. Uh, he's working with Nick Fury. Looks like. Uh, is her name MJ or whatever? Uh, Michelle. I would just she's, call. She's Spider Man. I, I would just call her Zendaya. Yeah. Because if we don't quite know exactly. Well, I think her name was just Michelle, but like she figures out like he's Spider Man pretty early. She's like, yeah, it's kind of obvious. Yeah. I'm not. I'm a little. I'm a little different on that scene. I mean, obviously you got to chop things up and make them happen a lot faster and more concise in a trailer, but it just seems so choppy that I don't know if maybe she's just being totally sarcastic on the bridge and they're just cutting it in a way where it's not actually Spider-Man. I'm not I so I wouldn't take that exactly for what I'm seeing. Just kind of like how you're a little yeah. you're a little mis- mysterious about Mysterio right now. Yeah. Well, and also we are Sony is notorious for butchering trailers before the movie comes out so we could be right we could be wrong they could be taking some marvel hints and 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 throwing us for a loop here Uh, that looks fun i also noticed you know that big swirling stuff above the london bridge uh Mm -hmm. actually has a face this time and i'm thinking bear with me mike all these elementals combine together and create that larger monster because it looked like there was fire uh water and earth and maybe an air elemental all making that one larger elemental that they're fighting at the end yeah i mean this multiverse definitely explains a lot of these larger questions i had when the first trailer came out of uh these the the characters that we were seeing were all very magical we were curious like where did mysterio get his powers from is he tapping is he tapping into something kind of dr strange-esque and maybe that's where he gets his powers from Mm -hmm. where did these elementals come from we haven't really seen anything quite on this scale in the mcu and the mcu likes to be very consistent with its storytelling they're not just going to throw in a lava monster without finding a decent way to explain it yeah. and aliens it's easy to explain aliens they're just from a different well, part of the universe they just evolve differently that's how you kind of well, explain did, like something coming to planet but didn't know? they say in the trailer that these elementals are from another earth another parallel universe 
Um, I don't know if they said that directly in this trailer, but I know they didn't really explain it in the first right. trailer. I think I think which, it's implied that they're from another universe. Yeah, and that. that's and that's what I would assume, and that's kind of like this great. I, I don't know if it's a this multiverse is a great idea if if Feige really has his control over it and there's no reason that we shouldn't trust Feige right now but I feel like a, a multiverse could really get out of control and get get unwieldy if we don't rein it in or try to figure out what's going on here because a multiverse isn't just giving us access to one Earth it's giving you access to like the an infinite amount of Earth and all of these infinite different types of characters so I don't know I feel like maybe. Uh, it could get out of hand too difficult but it doesn't seem like we're going to be doing any more time travel it seems like they wrap that up in endgame so i don't know i'm curious like how are mutants just going to come from the multiverse are we going to get the the fantastic four folks from a multiverse or are they going to be from a different time or what exactly is going on here so this could explain a lot of things and places that they want to go Mm -hmm. uh but yeah, it's kind of cool that we get it announced so quickly. I wasn't expecting it to really just kind of pop off <laughs> right in a yeah. Spider-Man trailer, you know? Yeah, and exactly. And, and this trailer also does give the ending of Endgame away a little bit and, and gives us it's a heavy with the happy Hogan kind of coming in here. Looks like they mm-hmm. got John Favreau to, to film more than one day this time. Uh, yeah, you got Tom Holland at the very beginning giving the spoiler warning yeah. if you haven't seen Endgame yet. So I guess we won't give it away too much right here. But if you watch this trailer, um, you just ruined the end of Endgame. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, I think I think this is going to be a fun movie. Tickets are on sale. I bought my tickets, Mike. Uh, we were talking about this before the show started. You can get... This is a rare situation where they've actually gone back to midnight showings for this but because it's in a very kind of bizarre day it's coming out on. yeah it's coming out the minus 1201 a.m on tuesday july 2nd because it was i think their july 5th i think that friday they moved it up because of the july 4th weekend uh or week well, i guess I, so i think it was probably slated to come out its actual date i think was probably july 4th is what it was, which was a Thursday. But then they're like, oh, well, it's July 4th is the date. All movies come out the day before anyway, so let's do it Wednesday. Well, it, and it, was, I think it was the 5th, though. I, I, I updated our calendar. It went from 5 to 2. So, uh, okay. So it it's really crazy that a movie can get pushed back into a Tuesday. But if you want to see it on Tuesday, it's at midnight. So there's yeah. not going to be a 7 screen. So I don't know what. Maybe, I don't know if I'm just going to take a whole week off work. What's going on here? If I'm going to see like a random. Am I going to see Spider-Man at like 10 a.m. in the morning? I don't know. So, But right now you can only buy those midnight tickets. Yeah. It is uh, going to be quite the, uh, I don't know, long evening, I guess, if you will, uh, for that. Because I I got my 12 and I'm like, oh, I got to probably go to work the next day, don't I? So uh, <laughs> we'll be getting out of that at like 3 in the morning. So maybe I'll take the morning off to see that. But it'll be fun. It'll be good. There's a lot of promotions going on with this. out. I've got a couple pop vinyls. Mike was able to get his hands, you lucky son of a bitch, on the <laughs> Dr. Pepper Darkberry flavor that we yeah. reported on like six months ago with the Mysterio packaging. Yeah, the first confirmed bullhead from Mysterio came from a Dr. Pepper can, so he's got his own flavor, Dark Berry, which um, usually I drink a diet soda. This was just full sugar, which I'm totally fine with the drinking. It's not like I'm opposed or scared of it, but uh, it was really good. I really liked the flavor, so uh, uh, cop it if you can. Get some of that. Yeah, yeah. So you think you recommend it if you can? Oh, yeah, I'd recommend it for sure. And, um it uh it, it's i don't really know how to explain it uh just 
tastes like Dr. Pepper with berry flavoring in it. It just goes together well. You know, that whole thing of Dr. Pepper is like 23 flavors to begin with anyway. So, so uh, throw throw some berries in there. It tastes pretty good. It's a, now the 24th flavor is dark berries. Mm. Uh, I got to say, uh, my local AMC theater, they're doing a kettle corn release for Spider-Man. Red and blue colored kettle corn <laughs> for Spider-Man. And I think the smell was awesome. So <laughs> I'm going to be getting me some of that Spider-Man kettle corn. Probably bag it up, um, keep it as a collector's item, you know, sell it in a few years when it's gone. <laughs> but, uh, good, good, good financial planning there, Chris. Yeah, I know. Thanks. I'm always looking towards the future. Captain Marvel uh, came out in... February, March, uh, and you know we're already looking at the home release date for this month. Digital's May twenty eighth. Mike, uh, I did a poll of some people who'd watch Endgame. A lot of them have not seen Captain Marvel yet. Uh, oh wow! And I was like, "You're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong." Uh, <laughs> the physical release is June eleventh. Uh, with that as well, deleted scenes. They mentioned deleted scenes. We're gonna get that Stanley intro from that one. We get to watch it at home. Uh, the little tribute intro to the movie. Uh, I'm excited to add this one to the wall, and then eventually in game. So I'm I'm looking forward because when the streaming service launches Disney Plus, Captain Marvel will be there waiting for us. And the first thing I'm going to check is if special features are going to come on Disney Plus. I don't mm. know if that's been confirmed or hinted at, or if anyone's asked, but I would love a streaming service for once to have special features. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and and and. We have that, what's it called, Movies Anywhere that Disney used to have. It was Disney Movies Anywhere, now it says Movies Anywhere. And you can sync all your movies across all your streaming services. Not streaming, but like purchasing mm-hmm. services. And they all take the, the special features. So I, I would really like to they, they learn something from that and, and use that a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, I'd, yeah, I'll be down for that. I'll be down. So get your Captain Marvel later this month or early next month. I got the Steelbook on the way. You know me. You know how I do. Marvel's Phase 4, is, I guess, is the biggest question, and we've got some answers and some more questions coming up after this. But Bob Iger says they will announce Marvel's future plans this summer. That gives us two options, Mike, SDCC or D23. Which one you put you banking on? I hope it's Comic-Con. I mean, in the whole spirit of what Marvel and the MCU is, give it to your Comic-Con audience. They're the ones that are going to love it way more than D23. Because your D23 audience is there for multiple different reasons. Of course, they'll love Marvel, but they also love everything Disney. So, But just give it to the Comic-Con audience. And of course, I'm biased here because we're both going to be at Comic-Con this year. So who knows if we'll even have a chance of getting into Hall H what kind of massive line we'd have to tackle just to get in there to see it. But I, I just want to be at Comic-Con. They, you know, that's, that's where it's most deserved. Do I need, do I need to camp out for line hall H? Is that that how I celebrate my first year going is this camping? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be, it's honestly up to you. Everybody forges their own path when they go to San Diego. (laughs) If anyone has any experience on this, let me know because I might, I might consider it. We've got a, we've got a good weekend ahead of us, Mike. So if I need to miss some of it just to make sure we get Hall H for us, it'd be a big, that'd be a big get. That'd be a huge uh-huh. get. But Disney went ahead and gave us out of nowhere a bunch of release dates for Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and other movies. There's a there's a, a hell of a lot of movies they announced this week with new dates. And Marvel didn't move a single one of them, to be completely honest. <laughs> they don't have to. Everybody's scared of them. Yep, they've got every May first weekend in May locked down for the next three years. Um, several Novembers, a couple of Februarys, and uh, July, right in the middle of it. It's a late July, too, which is weird. Um, I was going to bank Spider-Man for that July thing, because we're due for Spider-Man, right, in three years, 2022? 
Yeah, but probably. You, I, I would guess one of these February dates is probably a Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. Uh, yeah uh-huh. Maybe a Captain Marvel sequel for one of them uh-huh. as well. Uh, Doctor Strange might be a November one. Yeah, because his first film was in November. And, uh, I mean, Thor, he's techni- he's technically still in the game. He's still a, a card in the deck. Well, he, he, could also be a, he could also be a November. Well, he could also be a Guardians of the Galaxy, which could be one of these Mays. Because the last yeah. Guardians was a May. And uh, probably three years could have an Avengers, again, Avengers 5, I guess. Right? Because they're doing those every three years. So. Yeah, I, w- I would guess uh, title-wise it probably be called like the New Avengers or something like that. They'll probably go with different nomenclature after, uh, you know, Endgame. But mm-hmm. that's just my that's just my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just they'll just call it Avengers 5. Keep it real, real basic, you know. That way. I would like, I would like to see a young Avengers, just so you could kind of see the angle of being a group of superheroes, but all very young, like maybe even younger than Peter Parker. Maybe Peter Parker would run the Young Avengers. I don't know. He, Tom Holland, maybe he'll be a little, little too old for that, but he could probably still play it. He always, he looks like he might be perma young for a while, but I would love to see a Young Avengers. Yeah, uh, we we were in a, definitely a new era for Marvel, so who knows what's happening in that side of the world? So. Yeah, they've got some three years planned out for us. We're going to Marvel. Star Wars added three brand new dates for unannounced movies, Mike. And these are not 10, 11, and 12. I'll tell you that right now. So um, the first weekend before Christmas in 2022, 24, and 26, we'll all get a new Star Wars movie before it. Yeah, it, 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 makes, you, it makes you wonder what they're going to be, right? Yeah, so there's a couple options. We had the DB... The Benioff and Weiss, the Game of Thrones guys are doing their movies uh-huh. trilogy uh, about the probably the Old Republic. They've got um, Ryan Johnson's trilogy there. There could be uh, an Obi Wan movie, which we thought might go to Disney Plus. But you know, I was looking at like they're kind of two years back to back to back, so maybe this is just one little trilogy there. Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, they kind of said that they wanted to take. I guess this is their version of taking a break from Star Wars, which is not really taking a break, but maybe it's instead of one every year, one every two years, still kind of makes you feel a little bit more like it's an event movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something back to back to back. There's a chance that these actors in these films could possibly do something else in the, in between these films, yeah. which uh, might be a good thing for their careers if they wanted to branch out. Um, but yeah, it does make me think of Knights of the Old Republic uh, myself, because I, I would think that... Um, I don't know, Ryan. Like, I, we just haven't heard a whole lot from Ryan Johnson. I feel like after um, well, the heard, last Jedi. Well, he he did in February say yes, his stuff's still coming along. We've heard even less from the Game of Thrones people. Yeah, that's true. But then maybe it's because they're uh, busy with Game of Thrones. But that'll be wrapping up soon. I would think maybe once the Game of Thrones just kind of news cycle and bandwagon is over, maybe D23 is going to be the time to talk about Star Wars movies. And Comic-Con this year will be the time to talk about Marvel movies. I don't know how often Star Wars celebration is, but I'm thinking next year. Let let the last or the Rise of Skywalker have a little breathing room and then announce them like right yeah. after that's done. Could happen. But uh, they got to start production on that pretty soon, I guess, to, to start knocking out a 2022 movie. That's around the corner, So believe it or not. I mean, it's hard to think in two and a half years we'll be getting a Star Wars movie that out of out of the main trilogy, out of the main saga, I guess. And I guess that might be their, their term for a break, too. Like, hey, we're not worried about the Empire or Skywalkers or maybe even a lot of Force users. So, um, yeah, Star Wars has got three movies on, on our calendar now. Avatar, uh, James Cameron keeps taking the hits this week. 
his was pushed back uh, some one year, some two years. So every other Christmas between 2021 and 2027 will be an Avatar movie. And I am not I, thrilled. I, I would think that uh, James Cameron probably isn't too annoyed about that. Uh, it seems like if you're if you're a big blockbuster movie that's maybe not connected to a comic book franchise, December seems to be a really good month because you don't have a whole lot to compete with. You know, you can probably run January, like all of January without any competition. Uh, you could run into something maybe in February, but, you know, we've seen a lot of rated R movies hit there. So you could have all of February almost to yourself. So there's a lot of you got a lot of track in front of you for sure. It's not like you have to worry about in two weeks a gigantic movie premiering, you know. Yeah, that we know of yet. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot, of, a lot of dates are still open. It's just it literally this is literally booked every December for us for five, no, seven years in a row. <laughs> This really pushes back our Avatar rewatch because I kept saying, oh, when these Avatar movies finally start to come out and release in theaters, we should rewatch Avatar and do a spoiler cast on it, you know, kind of re- re-engage in the franchise. And now I don't have to worry about it for even longer. So <laughs> Exactly. For, but then you have to worry about every year. We're going to have the Avatar rewatch every year, building up to the next mm. one, you know, every two years. Oh, well, Avatar pushback. Um uh, surprising news uh, New Mutants has a new release date and despite what what being pushed back may be to April 3rd 2020 Disney usually holds their release dates pretty good um, so New Mutants from Fox what well, was made by Fox probably get all these reshoots will be du- will be released April 3rd 2020 but they took Gambit completely off what, what did we really lose Mike everything <laughs> everything I don't I I mean I know this is Disney a corporation making a statement but I just don't believe it Uh, just because this movie is really going to come out a whole month before another slated movie for May I feel like whatever 2020 May movie that they have is going to be much bigger and more important than the new mutants I just feel like it's been this has just been in such a production hell that I feel like you're just not going to be able to polish it and fit it in the MCU. But, but they don't want so, to fit it in the MCU. It will it will come under the Fox umbrella. I guarantee it'll say Fox Studios. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll still have that umbrella on it. But like everybody knows, mutants are a big deal, and they're on the line, and they're going to be developed into the MCU. And eventually, we're going to see Wolverine again on the big screen, palling around with probably Spider Man, which is something I've always wanted to see. So hopefully, I get that movie. I just feel like they're saying it's going to come out, and then oh, surprise! It's actually not going to theaters. Maybe it's going to fall apart. I don't know, Chris. This is such a bizarre movie. It just—I I wasn't expecting to get such prominent placement for sure at the beginning of April. You know, I mean, I don't think anything's prominent, but also that you have to look at like they don't care, like what comes out uh, a couple weeks beforehand. Like they're—they're going to put whatever they want out, and I think this isn't going to be. I think this is might get the R rating, and and become a four or three. Because you know what else came out at the beginning of April with an R rating this year? Hellboy. Like it's not a good movie. It's an R-rated movie that they just had to put out to, to recoup some money. And I think this one will. I think they're going to get the reshoots. I think it'll be the R movie, and I think it'll still come out four three, because a lot of R movies are hitting that April spot right now. Um, and this this is lining up with that. And if they take Gambit completely off, they're like, well, we're not afraid to cancel things that we have been promised forever. So like, if they were going to cancel, it, I figured they'd just go ahead and cancel it, uh, and not even put it on this release schedule for the next eight years. So I, I think I think we're gonna I think we'll get an R rated version. Will it be good? Probably maybe but I don't know. 
maybe they'll just spin it in a really weird way and say, oh, this is one of those random multiverses that we've been talking about for a little while now. You're never going to see it again. Uh, it's just in this random pocket dimension that we're not going to bridge over to mm-hmm. in any of our other movies. So uh, watch I, it and then uh, get it I, out of the way. <laughs> I, I think I think you're overthinking it because they're still putting out Dark Phoenix and not spinning it as a multiverse. So Well, I, I think... I, I feel like public perception of Dark Phoenix is different than Mut- New Mutants because I think everybody knows Dark Phoenix has all of these uh, still actors hold over from all of these other X-Men movies. Uh, they've, they've already kind of billing it as kind of like the final X-Men movie. And I feel like it, at the end, it's going to have more of a wrap up of like, here we go. Here's all of our Fox X-Men movies. We're finally wrapping up this whole trilogy, this chronologically. And I don't think anybody's worried about the public trying to connect this to the MCU. But New Mutants, it's this whole new refresh. We don't really know exactly. But, so. but I, I don't think the public is going to connect it to the MCU either. Like, no one knows mutants. They don't have any, No one has any inclination that mutants are will be connected to the MCU at all yet by that point. So they're just going to be like, yep, here's another mutant movie. Just like Deadpool. Like, you know, we're still going to make Deadpool 3, but, you know, the X-Men universe is dead. So what's he going to make fun of this time? Uh, there's a lot of just nebulous stuff where it can exist, but it doesn't have to connect to Marvel, and nobody even... I don't even think no one will put the two and two together that this was even remotely could be remotely related to Marvel by the end of the day. I think we need some. We need to hire some professional pollsters. Yeah. Go out there. Go out there in the world and see what see what the see what the public's thinking. What's Middle America thinking? I gotta know. Yeah, they're gonna be like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch any of these movies. Where, where's my tractor? Somebody get me some corn. <laughs> Oh, geez, Chris. That's okay. We can say that because we're from the middle of America. I'm, I'm literally there right now. I'm right there right now. So. Chris is looking out his window. He's looking at a corn and a tractor right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at those farm animals. Uh, the Eternals is possibly one of those Marvel dates, uh, probably 11-6 of next year, and they've cast actor Richard Madden, who I believe played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones as Icarus, uh-huh. the, the lead character and the lead eternal in that that series so i don't know jack about the eternal so i'm really looking forward to eventually a trailer or a synopsis or something yeah uh there's a whole bunch of ways to take them and i don't know which way they're going to go with the movies so i can try to tell you about them but it's not going to make any sense because the movies are going to have to do something way different um, but Icarus, if you look up Eternals, you're going to see like this blonde guy that has like these circles on his belt and his chest, like a, like a, several circles that look like the celestial circles. He's uh-huh. he's Icarus. That's the main guy. So um, he, he's just uh, like a near immortal, lots of every superpower kind of thing. But uh, we'll we'll have to see what they what they do with the movie going forward. But uh, I guess uh, if even if you. I mean, Richard Matt, he was what? Wasn't he in Cinder- live action Cinderella as Prince Charming as well? So, uh, these Game of Thrones actors, they're, they're, they're taking over superhero movies now that they're done. He's been done for a while, though, hadn't he? He kind of died. Mm-hmm. He kind of died. I didn't watch that episode, watch that season. Anyway, we got some rumors for some upcoming Doctor Strange and Guardians 3 movies. You ready for some rumors, Mike? Mark these as rumors. Oh, okay. I actually, I was waiting until we kind of got to this section because I did come across maybe this same list of rumors that you're about to talk about, but I skimmed them very quickly because sometimes I'm worried that rumors could be insider leaks, even though they're probably not, and I don't want to get too overly spoiled, so I'm curious to see what you've collected here. So, since Doctor Strange 2 and Guardians 3 are not announced, and maybe scripts are done, we don't even know, and they could change after the events of Endgame, 
But the Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to have like a 1980s setting for some of it. Oh, weird. Okay. Exactly. With the Ancient One returning uh, and introducing the character Jericho Drum, who is called Brother Voodoo in the comics, and Clea. Uh, Clea is known to be like, uh, I guess, one of Doctor Strange's love interests in the comics, I think. And she was replaced with the uh, the Mean Girls star in the movie uh, as, as a different actress, as a different character. But uh, that's really about it for Doctor Strange 2. Oh, well, my interest in the Doctor Strange universe has ramped up considerably since the first movie. thought his first movie was you know, just kind of mid-tier Marvel, but after he's just kind of grown and shine as a sorcerer in these Infinity War and Endgame movies, I'm just like, I'm at peak right now. I want to see more of that magical nonsense. I'm all on board. I don't really know how they pull off a 1980s setting because I kind of am hoping that we're maybe done with time travel here, but I guess with magic, all things can be possible well, so. dr we'll strange see. did have the time stone at some point but i mean maybe this is like a there's a flashback to something in the 80s is leading up to today because at the end of the other one, we were given the phrase no more um magic sorcerers. right yeah, yeah no more yeah. sorcerers and brother voodoo and clear are both heavy magic users in different ways than dr strange so um i don't know every every uh was it says the bill comes due after every time you yeah, use the time that's stone. true so it, it could be that could just be rumors that are rewritten by the time the there's gotta out. be a gigantic bill that comes due after using kind of two different sets of the infinity stones to just make like basically three genie wishes with them uh yeah there's gonna be a gigantic bill uh four four if you there are four snaps because he used the stones to destroy the stones oh yeah that's right we saw that was off screen yep so yeah four four big snaps across some time there Guardians 3 uh, is leaning more, I guess, into uh, some comic books with the villain being the High Evolutionary. Are you familiar with the High Evolutionary? Uh, No, but this is one of the rumors that I read. Yes. So the High Evolutionary uh, is actually a really cool character. Um, He is, he's like just a normal uh, human, but he wants to become, he gets involved with genetic manipulation based on the work of Nathaniel Essex, who is Mr. Sinister in the Uh X-Men. And uh, he starts, you know, essentially merging creating like anthropomorphic versions of like animals and stuff like that like really experimenting on them and in this version not the comic books they're saying that he is the rocket raccoon's creator on whatever planet he was on i like that idea because one of my i think favorite parts about rocket is how he has this kind of very damaging past that we don't really know much about but kind of really uh reflects on his personality and that was a really emotional moment when he opened up in the first guardians movie about how he didn't ask to be like this because we just kind of all assumed like, Oh, a funny talking raccoon. He must like the way that he is like, no, he didn't choose this life. So I, I, yeah, I would be down to see his creator. Yeah. Uh, the other rumor, um, is, uh, that with rocket that are you familiar with the character Lila at all? Oh God. No. Okay. So she was like, um, like an otter who's also created into like a rocket version, like a, like a walking, talking thing. Okay, and she was she's in the comic books, and but she's also in that um, that that video game, that Guardians of the Galaxy video game, where you're from Telltale Games, where you press the buttons as it, as it does stuff, like walks you through. Okay, yeah, that's a so she may be in it. You can, you can actually buy pop vinyls of her, Mike. I have one. Um, but, <laughs> of course you do. But the last thing is that, and I don't know if how I like this, that Drax finds out his daughter is still alive after the the attack, I guess, from Ronan on his planet mm-hmm. that we learned in the first one. Now, in the comic books, his daughter is technically. A character called Moon Dragon, uh, like she was also in the comic books. This is a whole different thing. Drax and his daughter and his wife are humans. 
Drax was pulled out and created into the Destroyer. His daughter was pulled out and created into this big telepath. They can't go that way, obviously. They're not humans. They're from another uh-huh. world. But um, if, if his daughter's alive, she might be the Moon moon Dragon character, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't like that one as much as the other ones. It doesn't fit very well. I don't know. What do you think? Anything? Um, yeah. Well, well, where's Adam Warlock? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, he's probably in there somewhere. Um, but that's not as nearly as surprising as these other bits, I guess, if you will, at the, at the end of the day. Uh, did you ever watch, uh, before I forget, did you ever watch the Spider-Man Unlimited show? Uh, I think maybe I've seen one or two. Okay. Because but... in that one, Spider-Man counter, or travels at the beginning of that to counter-Earth, which is the same Earth, the high evolutionary is creating the society with the human animal crossovers. So, um, it, man, it's a good thing we have you on the show, Chris, because yeah. damn, if you don't know all of these little things, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of high evolution. was in a couple of books I read, but yeah, anyway, those are some rumors. Chalk them up as rumors. I don't know if any of them will come true. Uh, a lot of in game leak stuff did not come true at all. So, you know, we can, we could be in a new world of just fake leaks for fake leaks sake. Uh-huh. Nova, a lot of questions about the Nova character. Uh, there is now rumored to get a solo film in development at Marvel Studios. Uh-huh. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, that would make sense because the fallout from Infinity War, where Xandar is destroyed, would mimic the Nova more recently in the comic books that dealt with the uh, Annihilation Wave, where there was one n- character left who, like, one person, one Nova Corps member left, and he had all the Nova intelligence in his helmet. So they could definitely go that route if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I think I saw a quote somewhere that they said it was James Gunn's responsibility to kind of introduce Nova because he's this cosmic character. So I don't know if James Gunn would do it himself or if maybe he would reach out, tap somebody else to do it. But yeah, it makes sense for him or, to have cosmic roots for sure. Or is James Gunn's, uh, I guess, involvement in the cosmic change since his firing and rehiring? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would hope that he it just goes back to the status quo, to be honest. I yeah. mean, the whole idea was he was going to be in charge of this whole other side of the MCU, so hopefully that goes forward. Uh, one of the other uh, rumors that I was reading from that list, which obviously gigantic stones of salt with all of this, is that we probably won't be seeing mutants until Phase 5, which, if that's true, I think that's great. That gives you plenty of breathing room until you reintroduce mutants, the whole idea and concept, uh, so that makes sense. But I think one of the more interesting things was this magical person who has all of the answers was saying that we're not going to have any big gigantic arcs anymore we'll have kind of smaller more condensed arcs that maybe just span over two or three movies so i'm kind of interested to see how that goes and maybe that could fold into nova a little bit since he's this cosmic character so maybe we get guardians 3 and that maybe the end credit scene teases nova we see a little bit of nova and then maybe um Thor 4 maybe goes a little cosmic since he's out there in space. Maybe he's not with the Guardians anymore. So maybe we get one of our little arcs here where the Guardians and Nova and Thor all team up to fight some sort of space threat, you know. So that could be a possibility. And I I feel like I don't know if this is a quote that I saw or maybe it was in the rumor list. I feel like it's just been a fever of just news all week. But um, it seems like they're trying to keep the grounded MCU more separate from space. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like our end game and our infinity war was our time to kind of cross over, but it seems like they're going to go back to kind of almost keeping them different universes. 
for the most part. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But I'm down for Nova. I, I like that character. I haven't read a whole lot of him, but I've like, I've always kind of liked the idea of uh, this kind of like space soldier that's kind of in these ranks. So we'll see how we'll see how that turns out. You know? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of options here, and uh, we we literally have no idea. And anything could be we could be wrong, proven wrong at any given second because they haven't announced anything yet. Maybe Hall yep. H. Maybe Hall H. Oh, maybe Hall H. I'm going to go get in line for that right now. Really, <laughs> yeah, right you now. need to. I am. Are you excited for Ultimate Alliance 3 at all? I'm very uh, Chris, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited, but I'm not not excited. Okay, you're in the middle. Great. So there's seven minutes of gameplay uh, from uh, Game Informer that came out online. So if you're looking to get excited for Ultimate Alliance 3 out for Nintendo Switch this summer, you can check it out. It looks a little more hectic and like roomy than the other like you're in one room and you have a lot of enemies rather than like you're flowing through multiple rooms and getting a lot of items and uh things as you go but you know what you'll take what i can get um because i really wish i really always wanted another ultimate alliance game and if this is what i have to suffer through to get it while we wait for the avengers project from square enix i will take it yeah i'm clicking through the gameplay video right now and i'm watching like cap fight with a shield and it looks pretty cool he's like flipping it around doing cool tricks with it um Saw uh, I saw Rocket talking to uh, what's that transporting dog from Inhumans? What's his name? Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Yeah. So there could be some fun here. Yeah. I don't have a Switch, but they might be announcing like a dirt cheap Switch sometime soon. E mm. three's coming up really soon in just a couple weeks, so maybe we'll hear more about that there. Yeah. Or I mean, this also supports four player local, so you can um, you and uh, if you went over to friend of the show Quentin Parker's and played with yep. him, if he got it, so you could do that, and we could play online. Uh, I think it has online capabilities. Uh, I'm going to have to definitely uh, look out for that myself. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for Ultimate Alliance. If you guys want to see the gameplay, check it out. Check it out there. We're going to switch gears over back into uh, the DC a bit here. With uh, Batwoman uh, has been ordered to series at the CW finally, which is no surprise at this point. So. Yeah, they uh, the TV upfronts are happening soon. I think they usually take place over a week or two. So I believe CW's is next week. So we got our teaser trailer here, which is the definition of a teaser trailer. You just basically got her standing on a rooftop with a flowing cape. Um, and we'll probably get a full trailer next week during mm-hmm. the upfronts. So we'll see how that uh, well, we'll see how that goes. In, in that regard, CW has already renewed their shows. They did that in mm-hmm. January. Yep. So we're not, they're not going to give us any more upfront, I think, for CW. Um, they just announced Batwoman. There's a, a Riverdale spinoff. Uh, and then an, I think maybe two Riverdale spinoffs coming up. So they're really liking that. But we are getting the last season of Arrow this fall and uh, the last season of Supernatural. So uh, CW's going to have to fill a couple holes there with some of their biggest shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it uh, looks like Batwoman is one of those shows to do that. Love yeah, I'm, like, I, I'm personally expecting a shorter first season, kind of like what they did when they announced Black Lightning of just, uh, I think, maybe 13 episodes. And uh, what was but, it? Uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow did the same thing? Yeah, I, I think that's a general trend with a CW. I think a lot of networks are going to start going for the shorter seasons because I think it helps them pivot a lot more of their shows. It helps them fill these like rerun holes, which is like when you're in a streaming landscape, you can't afford to air a rerun. So you just got to put up your next 13 episode show when you run out of episodes. So we might be seeing more of that over at the CW, but I'm, I'm down to watch some Batwoman. Uh, CW shows or I guess these um, these Arrowverse shows have a trend of 
kind of going downhill a little bit season two and then trying to crawl their way back up. But the first seasons are usually always very fun. So at the very least, check out the first season of Batwoman. I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. And she's already had her crossover episodes with all those gargoyles that Mike likes. Yeah, yeah, the gargoyles. The roof gargoyles. <laughs> check it out. The Suicide Squad, the movie version with James Gunn coming up. Uh, he's bringing a couple of regulars back with him. Uh, Michael Rooker is in talks to be King Shark for the movie. Oh, that's cool. I love King Shark. I like Michael Rooker. I think it'd be a good a good match made in heaven there for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to do that. And then also Benicio Del Toro is rumored to be the villain called The Mayor, who I have no idea who that is. Couldn't find any info. Hmm. I, I, I like uh, I like that um, James Gunn kind of just has the squad that follows him around. You know, that's usually a sign of a good director. If uh, you're seeing a lot of the same folks pop up in their movies, you know, kind of a Christopher Nolan style. It just means that these people, they really jive and get along. So that's always good chemistry for for the screen. Yeah, I think they also they said uh, David Das Malchian. I can't pronounce his name. The guy who's like Baba Yaga in the Ant-Man movies. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like a really good friends with James Gunn anyway, and he's supposed to be the polka dot man as well. But oh yeah, I think I did. I did see that news. Yeah, that polka dot man seems just weird enough for Gunn. Mm-hmm. I think all this is going to be really weird. It's either going to work or it's going to fail horribly. One of the two. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we got him back in Marvel. That's what matters. Krypton dropped a uh, little uh, Lobo teaser, amongst other ones, uh, this week, uh, showing us this crazy space vigilante mercenary spouting off all the different names he has. He's kind of like a Daenerys Targaryen of, of space <laughs> bounty hunters. Space accomplishments. So, uh, look pretty fun. Uh, I, again, I have not watched Krypton Season 1. I've heard really, really good things. They've got Doomsday coming up. They've got Lobo. They had Brainiac. I mean, everything's looking like this show's shaping up to have a lot of fun with what they're, what they're given out there compared to the movie counterparts of, of those characters as well. Yeah. It's just so crazy to see all of these uh, all of these CW shows just trying to do everything they can to not include these big tier characters, even though literally Superman is on Supergirl. And then there's rumors that he might be getting his own show at some point in time. But uh, uh, damn, if they'll let you show Batman more than just the back of his yeah, neck. You can't, so <laughs> you can't have Batman in, uh, in uh, Batwoman, but they did get Batman in um, Titans. They cast, you weren't here last week when they they cast uh, the guy who plays uh, Sir, Sir Friend, Jorah. Yeah, Sir Friendzone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they said, correct me if I'm wrong. They said he was going to be Bruce Wayne specifically. So who knows if he ever even puts the costume on? Well, they, they already showed the costume in season one. Um, they had yeah. a different actor, and it. it was from a, diff, a distance, I think. But like, that's the person who's supposed to be in that costume. <laughs> I guess. If I squint, I swear I can see Batman. Yeah, that's a that's an older guy for that role. Just throwing me off, but Lobo seems like fun. He looks like he's a fun dude. I'd probably, I'd probably watch a Lobo here or there. The this is hot news, Mike. This actually came out while we've been on the show. Right. The Witcher on Netflix with Henry Cavill plays Superman is rumored for a December twentieth release date later this year, and that <sighs> season two is supposed to begin production when season one drops. Already. Wow. I mean, that I don't know Jack about The Witcher. I don't know anything, but Netflix is in this very pivotal moment of its service where they're about to get gigantic kind of AAA competition from all sides and uh they're picking up all the IP. They got The Witcher, they got Cowboy Bebop, they got Avatar the animated series coming to live action. They're doing everything that they can. So, Henry Cavill is 
he is top tier. I mean, basically, if you crank back to the 90s, you know, he's kind of, I would say he's like at Brad Pitt level of famousness and billing and what he can get for a movie. So this I wouldn't is a go big that deal. far, but yes. Well, well, I it, it's almost impossible to go that far because that level of celebrity probably isn't achievable anymore in the type of landscape that we live in. But Henry Cavill, he's he's up there. So the fact that Netflix can get him on a series, that's a big deal. So uh, December twentieth, that's gonna be a busy. It's gonna be a busy winter, man. It is. I mean that that's a. I, I mean, I from what I hear, it's an expensive show to make, and they're they're going all out on it. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see maybe the best video game TV series maybe I don't know. also based on a book before the video game so I guess it'd be a book series anyway John Wick 3 comes out this week Mike and I've not seen a John Wick in theaters yet but reviews are saying this is the one to watch oh I haven't I've been doing my best to avoid anything so I, I actually if I had I, to um, to be completely honest I didn't read them either I was just assuming <laughs> that they were all saying good things they were like John Wick reviews I'm like they're probably saying good things yeah, so. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I've seen everyone in theater so far. It's not a big accomplishment. There's only been two of them, but uh, I'll see if I can catch one in theaters this weekend. I, I man, this is cool. I love this franchise. I'm excited. Yeah, if I can, I will. If not, I'm not seeing it at all. I wanted to say though, there's a. Um, I think they're going to have a John Wick Fortnite crossover because they. Oh really? They built his <laughs> house from the first movie in the video game. And if oh. you go to the basement and knock out the floor, there's literally a loot chest there to get all the weapons. A bunch of uh, weapons and stuff. That's clever. I like that. Yeah. And the, uh, what is it? The Hotel the Continental? Uh, mm-hmm. That that placard from that is in a, a hotel in a different town in, on the map as well. Oh. Everybody wants to be connected with Fortnite because, I mean, that's another thing that Netflix is competing with. Eyeball time. And apparently a lot of eyeballs are on Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, the, the Avengers stuff was really fun. I want to be honest with you. It was really fun. I'm sad it's gone, but you know, it was really fun while it lasted. So John Wick, that'd be the next thing. I think the skin for playing season three to get to the 100 was actually a John Wick skin. Uh, so, yeah, they, they really like their John Wick, man. They really like him. Uh, but that's our news for this week. We have put out a review episode and a regular news episode. We are back at it again. For, is this considered summer? Are we in summer yet, Mike? Tell me. Uh, all I know is that it's Mother's Day, so it's I true. think it is technically summer now. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. It's not summer till my wife's out of school, and she's not out till the end of the month. That's what I'm thinking, but... Uh, but anyway, happy Mother's Day if you're a mother listening. Uh, I know we have uh, a couple that, that do and write in. Um, so happy Mother's Day to everybody, and uh, especially to you, Mike. Be- oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, if you people know what you're up to, what you're doing, how you're celebrating your Mother's Day, where can they find you at? Well, I do the best to be the best mom I can be. You can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. You can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what motherly, matronly things you are doing today, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. First thing I did when I woke up today was vacuum the floor, Mike. Straight out of bed, <laughs> straight to the vacuum. I was on point. Then I went grocery shopping, so boom, roasted. Also, head over to Comic UI, and if you want to listen to our Detective Pikachu review, it will be in the feed as well if you subscribe. But if people want to know about more about what we do, Mike, and all the other stuff we do, where can people find us at? 
Please, as always, visit SuperheroSlate.com. You can get our awesome show notes there. So we talked about a lot of cool things, some rumors, some links to some teaser trailers and non-teaser trailers. We got that all in the show notes. So all you got to do is visit our website at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. If you hate me because... I was dissing Akira at the beginning of the show. Or you can reach out to me. I want to hear from you, um, but only if you've seen it recently. Uh, don't 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 come at me if you haven't seen this movie in the like the last couple of months because I want some fresh takes from your brain. But uh, you can reach out to us. We love hearing from you. What do you think about the multiverses? Do you think Chris really needs to own that random otter pop figure? Does he have a problem? Reach out to Chris if you think he has a problem at Valdan. We will schedule uh, an intervention. I understand. <laughs> but we love hearing from you, and also we love our we love our super fans. Um, uh, super, our super fans are the best because uh, we love hearing from us. We love hearing from them. They love hearing from us. And super fans are great because they usually go on iTunes and leave us reviews. So special thanks to anybody out there reviewing us on their podcast app. That is great. That is uh, so beneficial to everything that we do here. And we love hearing from you. We love talking to you. And we will be here next week. So adios, everybody. Yep. We will catch you guys then and have a good one. All righty. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. <coughs> I, pr- I promise I was right there. I promise I wasn't saving that just for the show. <laughs> <laughs>